Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, and we've got a five for Friday. Yes, basically we got a recap and some things to think about for your weekend. So, item number one. To everybody's surprise, the McKinney Independent School Board absolved itself and did not find any issues with the multiple grievances it had filed against them. Ooh, I know, you're all shocked. Now, fortunately, at least one of those grievances is likely to be challenged as a court will likely get involved when they sue for the deprivation of rights, the um, egregious <laughs> abuse of power, and or oh, anything else a good lawyer can dream up. Um, basically, what happened is one person was singled out for punishment when many others did not get punishment for virtually the same thing. And when they brought it up for basically an appeal, of course, nope, we will not be allowing that. So as a result, a parent that may or may not have gotten a little mm, animated, a little uh, agitated with the behavior of the school board and said something unkind is now being punished from being separated from his children at all school activities, unless first getting permission from the school principal first. Yeah, I think we know how that's going to go. So there was no hearing. There was no uh, proof, nothing. They meted out the punishment, and then when he appealed and went forth with a grievance on it, uh, they determined that even if they're wrong, they don't care. They're going to do what they want to do. Their own attorney that represented them at the grievance procedure in so much as admits on camera that, well, we don't really have direct evidence, but so what? Now, I ask you, at what point do we quit playing along with this nonsense? At what point do we realize that this behavior cannot and should not be tolerated. And just to further buttress this idea, had they just addressed the underlying issue months earlier, they wouldn't have had an agitated parent in their presence in the first place. Now, this just goes back to my theory. I, I can't prove it yet, but I'm certain something will come up that this brouhaha over refusing to acknowledge that they have books that promote, we'll call that reverse racism and pornographic actions and behaviors by rejecting this and pretending they don't exist. And quite frankly, calling everybody that sees the books liars because, you know, they want to absolve their superintendent from being a liar. Uh, this is the problem we have, Right. There is no other recourse other than legal action. And I would surely suggest that the at least one individual that is being separated from his children seek legal redress. And for those of you that are able, I strongly suggest you reach out to this gentleman and offer some money to pay for the attorney because attorneys don't work for free and you probably don't want one that does. <sighs> Just sad that it's come to this. It's really, really sad. All right, number two, as I mentioned on the uh, 
Thursday night show when I was given a breakdown on Tuesday, there is a new pack. Yes, that's a political action committee that is allegedly nonpartisan or bipartisan or, well, draw your own conclusions. But it is led by a Democrat activist filled with Democrat activists who maybe, just maybe, found somebody that's nominally Republican to join them on their board or whatever so that they can claim to be nonpartisan. Now, this would be believable if the leader or the leadership of said PAC weren't all a bunch of known Democrat operatives. Now, I referenced one of Angie's boys that spoke out on the Tuesday night and violated all the same rules that nobody else is allowed to break, unless, of course, you're a certain elected official, but got no notice and no slap on the hand or no rebuttal from the school board. And quite frankly, nothing he said bothered me. It wasn't like it was effective rhetoric. It wasn't like he was actually making even a good argument. It was just sad. But he did what nobody else is supposed to do, which is call out somebody by name and try and run them into the mud. Unless, of course, your name's Chad Green, then everybody has open season on you. So Amy Dankel, Stankel, Wankel, whatever. I mean, if we're just going to start calling people names and being rude and disrespectful, I can do that too. Amy, if you're going to have a rule, you need to apply it equally across the board. You cannot pick and choose when you're going to enforce it, even though you have a long history of doing that. And as a matter of fact, that is what one of the grievances is about. The fact that you've enforced a a rule on one individual, but not several others who all broke very similar rules. And in fact, you have your police there to enforce your spotty enforcement, your capricious behavior. That does nobody any good. You want a fair and open hearing, you have to actually be fair. If you want an open hearing, you have to actually have a discussion. Now, I was there this Tuesday. I heard one of the school board members request that certain things be put on the agenda. So one wonders if the school board will follow through and actually place those items of concern on the agenda so that they can be discussed in the school board meeting that we come to see those issues discussed and potentially solved. And I would really, really like to have some of these issues solved. Now, I don't expect that everybody's going to be happy with every solution. In fact, I I fully admit there will be some on my side that anything short of absolute whatever is not going to be good enough. I, I, I expect and accept that. What I'm suggesting to you is you have to give something. There has to be Something that you're willing to acknowledge that you did or allowed to have happen that wasn't appropriate. Now, I know your job is to protect protect yourselves first, the school board second, and then the school district third. And while you're on the way, of course, you provide cover for our superintendent. But what I'm suggesting is, is you work for us. You were elected by us. And even though the Beto PAC chooses to play cover for you and chooses to then put forth that they are the nonpartisan, only worried about the children group present, let me just remind you that nothing could be further from the truth. They are actually quite comfortable with counseling children. 
that it's okay if you want to cut off your body parts. It's okay that you're confused. We'll, we'll guide you through so you can chemically alter yourself for your life. They're perfectly okay with it. They're perfectly okay with them getting reading that gives explicit directions on how to violate yourself or other people. Apparently that's okay for six-year-olds. I don't know. Maybe even 12-year-olds, right? I mean, come on. We're going to protect rumors. We're going to protect pedophilia. We might as well protect this too. It's all one and the same, right? We, If we want to destroy our bodies, which apparently uh, it's your choice to do so in their eyes. So that's anything but nonpartisan. That's anything but middle of the road. And just as a aside, I don't feel like I need to say this all the time, but sometimes it just needs to be restated. Nobody hates gays. Quit saying that stuff. It's just stupid. It's a waste of time. It has nothing to do with hate. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything more. All right. Uh, number three. Item number three. Uh, my wife forwarded me something from the Undaunted Life podcast, and they were interviewing Eric Metaxas. Now, Eric Metaxas... Uh, does a radio show, I believe, and he's done a number of, you know, books. He's a pretty well-known author, and he wrote, the last book he wrote, and he describes it as kind of like a big pamphlet almost, uh, is called Letter to the American Church. Now, I haven't read this yet. Um, I imagine that at some point I'll add it to my reading list of books that I own and just need to sit down and read, but the premise and what he discussed in the podcast was basically the idea is... Uh, hey, pastor, hey, church, just because you talk about an issue does not make you political. Just because you go back to the Bible to see what the Bible clearly states about certain issues or principles that might be related to those issues does not make you political, does not make you a partisan. One of the things he referenced is the idea that uh, he previously wrote a book about Dietrich Bonhoeffer and Dietrich Bonhoeffer had lamented the idea that some of these churches, uh, when the trains would go by with their ghastly, ghastly cargo, would just sing louder so they could drain out the trains. Well, what I'm going to suggest is if you go to a church that refuses to address things that should be blatantly obvious, that, well, I don't know, say they're deliberately inclusive, which means that we're not going to hold anybody accountable. We're not going to have any standard because we're just pretend church. If they're going, to, if you're going to do that, perhaps you just need to ask, "Shall we sing louder?" I mean, that's going to be my thought process when I'm dealing with churches that refuse to, I don't know, address the culture around them. Instead of playing along with it, instead of going along with it, instead of patting people on the head, call out the truth, stand on the word of God, and just say, "Right is right, wrong is wrong." Or do we just need to sing louder? It's, it's, it's strange to me that that's what it's come to. We're sitting here in what was once the reddest county in the reddest state, right? That's what I was told when I moved here 25 years ago. Now, a whole lot's changed. We've had a lot of migration, both from other parts of this country and other countries. We've had a lot of people flee Dallas to come up here and bring their Dallas stuff with them. We've had people flee California and brought their California stuff. The Midwest, the Northeast... They come here seeking a better life for themselves, but they bring the trash with them. 
And as a result, we're looking at now a pink county. And not pink as in, well, you know, just it's no longer bright red. And I know a lot of these people are very excited about that. And my question would be, what exactly do you think is going to be better? What is it that you think we need to emulate out of San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, New anywhere in the entire state of New Jersey, or Philadelphia, or D.C., Portland, Seattle? What is it about these cities that you think are so great that you wish to emulate? Please tell me. I mean, maybe there's something that I'm missing that's out there that makes it great. Oh, well, perhaps they have nice churches there that pretend to preach the gospel. And, well, well, we don't worry about that because that's not a gospel issue. Unless it's, of course, it's social justice, then it's an issue of about the gospel, right? These people are cowards. Just tell them, sing louder. Item number four, time for other stuff. I'm going to take a, sorry, I had to take a beat there. Uh, I, I'm sad to say that there's only so much bandwidth that any one of us has. I mean, there's only so many things we can do before we clutter up our lives to where we're completely ineffective. Now, I'm not a pastor. I wouldn't present or I wouldn't pretend to know what a pastor does in his day-by-day life. And I know that a lot of churches have teams of pastors. And I don't think it's too big of a stretch to, I don't know, have them take a stand. Instead of, um, you know, virtue signaling, instead of pretending that you're something that we're not, just take a stand. I mean, the churches created so much damage amongst themselves when they stayed hidden, stayed closed, and refused to say anything about the summer of love. But then, tsk, 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 those of you that voted for the Donald. Which, by the way, there was so many issues surrounding that. I'm not even going to revisit that at this point. But if a pastor or church could take the time to find a way to go I'm voting for the Donald, you would think maybe they could address some of these other issues that are not going to go away. They're going to continue to go, but they have plenty of time for other stuff. So that's it. Number four, time for other stuff. I can't do all that. I can't do everything. My friends can't do everything. That means that you out there listening need to do something. Find one thing that you're passionate about and get involved. Learn about it. Tell others about it. Get excited. Get informed. Get involved. Now, I know. I know. You know, you go to these school board meetings. And it's 95% middle-aged, middle-class white people. Now, when McKinney was filled with middle-aged, middle-class white people, that would be one thing. But there are fully 30 some odd percent of non-white people in the school district. And when they make up less than 5% of the parents that show up for these school district meetings, one wonders, what's the priority? Now, maybe they're completely content. Maybe they think everything's great at McKinney ISD or Frisco ISD or Prosper ISD or Plano ISD or Allen ISD. 
And that that's an acceptable answer. Or maybe they just don't know. That's on us. We need to be showing, showing them, telling them, bringing it to their attention. This is the stuff they're teaching your kids. This is what they're not teaching your kids. This is where our school district's graded. I mean, this is just one issue. The school boards, the school districts. This is not my primary place of concern. This is not something that I wake up in the morning and think, oh my gosh, I got to go deal with the school board. But fortunately, I have at least one good friend who felt so strongly about it, he decided to run for school board. And I know a few other people now that have decided to not only run, but one for school board. And I think this is fantastic. People that are parents or grandparents of kids see what's going on, are getting involved in local politics. Now, here's the thing. I don't expect that I'm going to agree with more than about 80% of any one person that runs for anything. The old 80-20 rule, right? I'm good with that. I mean, we've rehashed this a number of times in my podcast. I don't want to revisit it at the moment. I'm trying to be quick about the time here. But I'm not going to invest a whole lot of time and passion into the school district. But if you do, this is your opportunity. If this is something that animates you, this is something that concerns you, this is your opportunity to make a difference. There are three people running to put off three people that have been there forever and quite frankly are doing a terrible job in my opinion. Now you might not love each of these three people. You may find something that you want to quibble about with one of these three people. You may even not personally like them if you've interacted with them on a one-on-one basis, but you've got to go home and admit to yourself. They're at least willing to consider something other than the status quo. And because we know the status quo is subpar or in the case of McKinney ISD, a B or B minus, wherever we're at right now, might we try something different? But again, perhaps you have an interest in what goes on at the uh, city council or the state house, or, hey, there's these couple judges that meet up here in Collin County and they have some interesting cases. I'm kind of curious what's going on there. Invest the time, learn, come tell us about it. I mean, I'm on leadership of at least a club here in the county county and we would love to know about what's going on around us in fact another friend of mine we're discussing earlier uh in the week hey you know what how hard would it be to come together and do like a newsletter a video newsletter audio newsletters something where we're just kind of giving a recap of the important events that happened over the last week Maybe, maybe after we're done, we'll tag in all the different uh, links if you're interested on that specific issue. Or these are the things coming up in the calendar. We want to make you aware of it. I mean, I think there's definitely a market for that. There's a venue that could be utilized to do that. I think that requires some time and efforts that, quite frankly, I'm not sure that either he or I have the bandwidth at this moment to do. But if it's important, we need to find the time. If it if it needs to be done, it needs to be done. And perhaps something else gets put on the side. Because I'll tell you what. I've said it once. I've said it a hundred times. We cannot fix things in D.C. We have very little influence on what goes on in Austin. But we can fix what's going on in Collin County. We can be heard in Collin County. And I also stand by my previous statement. We have an excellent commissioner's court they argue about how little 
They're going to adjust the tax rate. They argue about, should we really be spending money on this? I mean, that's not something that happens. That's not a normal occurrence in the rest of the state or the rest of the country. I'm grateful for that. Now, I'm sure there are other people that work for the county that, well, you know, we could really use the funds for this or that. And here's the thing. If they make a good case for it, the commissioner's court will consider it. If you don't, well, we're not going to spend the money because the default answer in Collin County is we don't spend the money unless we absolutely have to. And I really appreciate that. I wish the cities and the school districts felt the same way, but they won't until they come out of this idea that everybody has to be an absolute lockstep and follow one person's lead and everybody signs up for the same thing, that that doesn't do any good. I mean, quite frankly, one of the reasons that Congress is working properly is because of the gridlock. The, the way the Congress was designed is that one side couldn't shove a bunch of stuff through unopposed, that there had to be some balance, there had to be some compromise. Now, while we're on the topic of compromising, yeah, the right does it way too much. The Republicans are the king of caves. They cave in on everything. Like the late great Rush used to say, they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And I'm a member of the stupid party. But you know what? I don't want to see you dead, and I'm not a member of the evil party. And quite frankly, I know more than one good libertarian out there and they have good ideas and I'm happy to listen and talk to them. And I'm actually probably on board with their, a lot of their stuff. And I am the most Liberty oriented <laughs> precinct chair in the Republican party of Collin County that I'm aware of. And if there's another one out there that wants to claim that title, I welcome the challenge. It would be great. We can affect what goes on in Collin County. We can affect what goes on in McKinney. We can affect what goes on in the surrounding areas. We just have to be vigilant. We have to divvy up the responsibilities. We have to get people that are interested in specific things to actually spend the time investigating and paying attention and learning about and give us little brief reports. We'll spread the word all around. You know, there, there there was a lady. I won't mention her because I don't know if she'd be comfortable, but... There was a lady that used to go to the city council meetings and she would put out like a brief bullet point breakdown of the things discussed in the city council meetings, like a little report. It was fantastic. You could get the gist of what happened in those city council meetings in about five minutes or less. That's an extremely valuable thing. And I wish we had somebody that would do that in at least the big four. And for those of you who don't know, that's Plano, Allen, McKinney, and Frisco. If we could just get one or two volunteers that would go to every city council meeting and do a brief report, a summary. This is what was discussed. This is what was decided. You want to send it to me in an email or in a text? Hey, I'll be happy to read it. I'll even give you credit if you go to the trouble to do that. People need to know. Well, you know, Plano... City Council decided that the 20,000 apartment units we have in the in the city already aren't enough, so we're going to go ahead and put in another 2,000 up at such and such intersection. I think people might want to know that. I think they may want to have some insight into why they're doing this. How do they justify this? Now, I know there are justifications for some of this, 
but it's curious how these things happen in the dark of night. Nobody knows about it. Oh, well, we notified you. We did this. We did. Really? Did you? And if somebody shows up to bring it up for reconsideration, it's quickly squashed. Well, we've already decided on that. Really? But if I got 100 or 200 people that show up in that city council chamber and say, yeah, you know, we're not really enthusiastic about what you want to do here. Maybe you ought to reconsider it. That could happen. We should try it. The same could happen in the school boards. But you have to be there. And I know it's an investment of your time, right? We go back to the previous thing. Got to have time for other stuff, right? Yes, I know. But you have to decide, is my city, is my town, is my county, is my state worth the trouble, the time, the effort? Are my children and my grandchildren worth the investment of time? So are they? No, seriously, are they? I mean, if you're semi-retired, perhaps you play one less game of golf and you go to one of these meetings and you make a little summary report on what happened. I mean, I'm not even asking you to stand up and speak against it or for it. Just jot down some notes. Hey, man, you could turn those in at the, well, I mean, then you might, I don't know, there could be some Democrats listening to me. You could turn them in at the uh, Republican uh, headquarters or the Democrat headquarters. And God bless you if you're a real libertarian in Collin County. Turn them into the head of the Libertarian Party in Collin County. Go for it. They would love to know what's going on in these cities. I would love to know. You can email me. You can text me. I'm very easy to find in Collin County. It's not that hard. Send me the information. I'll be glad to spread it far and wide. I got a friend that's got as much stretch in Collin County or more than I do. And he would chomp at the bit. He would be enthusiastic to spread it far and wide. In fact, this very same guy is the one we were chatting about. Well, how about we do like a show on the weekend about what's going on? Absolutely. We need to let people know. An educated populace is what pulls us out of this. An evolved populace is what pulls us out of this. They count on the fact that you don't pay attention to what's going on in the school districts and they shove all this garbage in there and then when you go and complain about it, they call you divisive. They call you the problem. They call you out as being a small, insignificant minority, not worthy of being considered. Well, the whole point of having a republic, a democratically elected constitutional republic is that you protect the smallest minority of people, which are the individuals and the families. If you're not willing to listen to the concerns of individuals who have their children in your care, then you're the problem, not those parents. Now, are you going to make everybody happy all the time? No, absolutely not. That's not possible. But you can keep the majority of the people happy and you can make the people that aren't happy at least acknowledge the fact that, hey, we listen to your concerns. We've given you valid reasons why we can't accommodate you or what we can't do to get you 100% happy. But you at least we're, we're hearing you out here. We're offering you some options. But they don't even do that because we don't force the issue. And when I say force, no, I don't want you to go dragging somebody out and beating them upside the head. No. I want you to show up in front of them. I want you to take your one to three minutes, talk about what your issue is, tell them that you're seeking redress. We're there to peacefully assemble to seek redress for their abuse or their lack of interest or their bad behavior or whatever your issue is, show up and be heard. It's not too much to ask for. There is a, our children are 
grandchildren, our families, our communities, our churches. We have to be willing to put in a little skin in the game. Number five. Yes. Again, running a little long here. Let's wrap it up. Uh, according to Podbean, I have now had north of 21,000 downloads of this show. And for those of you following along, I've got a little over 300 episodes at this point. That translates into just shy of 80 people per episode, which, first of all, that's not true. Second of all, I'm not really sure where all those downloads are coming from, but I'll take them. But. I tell you, I run into all sorts of people that tell me they've heard my show, they listen, and they like it, or whatever. But the metrics don't seem to measure up. I I don't know what the issue is. I might have to switch to a different provider, because it doesn't make sense. But what you can do for me is like, subscribe, share, comment on this show. Let your friends know it's out there. Invest the 15 to 20 minutes that you can drive somewhere and listen to this on 1.5 or 1.75 or double speed. I know I speak kind of fast already, but listening faster makes it much shorter. I try not to go over 30 minutes. Sometimes just can't help myself, but Hey, this is a labor of love. There's no money in this for me. Maybe there will be in the future. Maybe not, but I'm far more concerned of what's going on in my community to sit at home and do nothing. And with that in mind, I have a meeting I need to leave for here shortly and uh, do my part to save the Republic. So if you're listening to me, remember, it's your job to go out and save the Republic. And with that, until Monday, I will see you on the other side.